Welcome to the Women on Fire podcast. We're on a mission to help you have your best menopause and rest of your life. I'm your host, Jenna Moore. I'm an accredited integrative health and menopause coach, and I've studied nutritional awareness, women's hormones through a functional medicine lens, and explored various modalities, including breathwork, mindset, and positive psychology. Join me and my guests as we discuss how to navigate the natural life transition of menopause and growing older. From waistlines, waning libidos and what to wear now we're over 40, we discuss it all. Women on Fire is sponsored by Men Me, a New Zealand-based Australasian company by women for women. Men Me specialises in scientifically validated all-natural supplements so you can experience freedom in menopause. I would love to introduce you to our guest today, the beautiful Holly Zahn. Holly is a creative director and she also works with our sponsor, Men Me. So all the beautiful visuals you see they are from her gifts and talents. Holly has got two young children. They are age four and seven. Mm-hmm. You're in your early 40s, yep. right? And last year, she started experiencing a few health issues. As it turns out, they link in quite closely with perimenopause. So I asked her if she would mind sharing her story with you because it could help so many people. So she's very generously offered to join us in the studio today. Thanks Holly for joining us. Thanks for having me. Oh it's wonderful to have you (laughs) and I really appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah it's going to be interesting. (laughs) So can we go back to, so it was around last year right? Mm -hmm. Around what time of the year? I'd say June initially I might have Started having some symptoms. Okay. Yeah. And what were those symptoms? To be honest, it was initially just a bit of a weird, weird blip in my cycle. Okay. Really. That was all it was. It was just a couple of weeks and nothing was stopping. This, this, is, this feels very much too much information, but I'll <laughs> share it anyway. And I so I went to the doctor um, and she did a big array of health tests and eventually it just came back that I was severely, uh, I had hypothyroidism, but it wasn't just hypothyroidism. I was like almost at the end of the scale. Oh, really? Yeah. So my, my levels were reading 155 and they should sit normally between zero and five. Mm. So yeah. And the funny thing was, I don't know if it's just being a mum and being a busy business owner and you're just constantly going, going, going. I didn't really feel like I had symptoms and when she told me I was pretty shocked I was like what do you mean (laughs) I feel fine (laughs) but I don't I definitely wasn't I think I wasn't listening to my body okay yeah and isn't that amazing Mm. I mean I think you're right I think we just keep going and there might be things our body might be talking to us but we actually don't take any notice no or not a lot 100%, of notice, yeah. Or that was put the, it off to something else, yeah. Pass it off to something else, yeah. So, did she say why she felt you might have reached this point? Well, the, actually, one of the interesting things was, as in both of my pregnancies, I started. They started testing me for that, and so they started. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think it. Oh, wow. They sometimes they say pregnancy brings up underlying issues within your body as well. Mm. But and so I was tested post Benji 
for quite a while and then it was always like everything's back to normal and then post Zoe they tested me for a while and then COVID happened and I kind of fell off the radar a little bit Um, to no one's fault it was a crazy time that we lived in Mm. and I think I just kept going and and then I hit a massive wall last year wow yeah I'm surprised your symptoms went more I think I think that's what happens when you've got young kids you just feel tired a lot of the time. You just keep going. Your kids need you. Uh, running a business is a beast mm. in its own right. Mm. And I think, you know, I wanted to run my own business because I wanted to be empowered and I wanted to do all this stuff for myself and have flexibility for my family. But sometimes it's not like that, you know. You've still got to do the work. You, mm. might, have, you're, you might be working with people, but you've still got to brief people or – there's always something to be done. Anyone mm. that is in a business understands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you wear so many hats as well. So many hats. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not always good at all of those hats. No. <laughs> I know. And everything needs to be done. So then, so okay, so you got that diagnosis and then what happened? So initially I just got put straight on to a thyroid medication to start gradually bringing my levels back down and it was like, it's probably going to take six weeks and this might happen, but you're going to feel so much better, which was great. Uh, but after, and like probably three days into that medication, I just, I think I'm quite a sensitive person as well. And I just literally felt like I'd sped up. My, my everything about me was, I was like, oh my goodness, I wow. feel like I'm moving really quickly and everything's happening and I feel amazing and what's what's going on? Is this what life's supposed to feel like again? Oh, I didn't realise. And then, so I just carried on and I didn't give myself time to stop. I just thought, I'll just keep taking the medication and it will get right and that'll be fine and life's going to get back to normal, no problems. And then exactly a week to the day that I started taking that medication I'd just been at Pilates and I was heading back to do some work and I got home and I was like went into the office and I was like oh I don't feel quite right I don't know what's happening and I sat down at my computer and I started trying to type and I couldn't type and everything just started to slow down and I I rang my husband and I said oh I don't feel right and I was by myself so I got a little bit worried and I said and I started slurring my speech and (laughs) I was just got a bit scary and I was like what is happening so um he just told me to ring Healthline and they sent an ambulance and it all got escalated very quickly into something that was seemed like a major but Um, the hospital did some tests and everything was fine and it was really just I think my body adjusting to medication and I was obviously so at the severe end of hypothyroidism (laughs) um, that it just all collided into one crazy event actually. Wow. Mm. It's frightening isn't it? It was very scary. It's given me that day literally did make me think I've changed my attitude on a lot of things I think really since then um I still like I I had to stop and I I had to sit Mm. for like a good month I think 
and you know this, I was literally like, I can't do any work for a month. And that for me was really hard because I'm such a type A personality <laughs> and I want to get stuff done and it's got to be right and all that stuff. And I just had to sit on the couch because I had no, I guess some people would call that a burnout, but it wasn't. It was just my body trying to heal itself and it needed that time, which is when I started stopping and really listening to what it needed and nourishing and nurturing myself more which I definitely hadn't been doing I think you think you are because you're like I'm exercising every day and uh, I'm eating low carb and I'm doing this and I'm doing that but no it wasn't (laughs) I think I was doing more harm than good yes I I think sometimes we we can do that and it's amazing how your body will stop you Oh, yeah. It will, if you're not listening to it, it will start screaming at you. And that's a little bit like menopause symptoms too. Like that is your body asking for help actually. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you mentioned that you were eating low carb, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think there's a lot of fads and, and things that happen. And we can get away with that perhaps when we're 20 or in our 30s. But... Things change. Literally, as soon as you hit 40, things change. I was like, oh, surely not. I was like, yeah, I turned 40 and everything changed. And I was like, this is a thing. This Mm. is actually a thing. And now I'm 41 and I'm trying to be really mindful of that. The food is huge. It's huge. Yeah, food is, is so much. And the thing is with the, you know, some people thrive on you know, X, Y, Z, another person might thrive on MNO. Whatever the current trends are, it doesn't mean that you're going to thrive on that. But also there is the low-carb movement going on. But that is one of our key micronutrients, you know, protein, fat and carbohydrate. And it's getting a lot demonized but Mm. it's the type of carbohydrate and we we really need them yes to fuel us and also they can make us quite calm Calm. a lot calmer as well so yeah I ended up seeing a nutritionist as part of my recovery I I would call it Mm -hmm. um and she was really amazing and she referred more to the the blood type diet I'm not gonna say what diet's right for people because I just think you really have to find what works for your body. Yeah, you but, do. But um, reintroducing the carbs back in, like sweet potato and oh my gosh, and brown rice, and um, I just felt like I had been craving them and I didn't realize. And I started eating them again, and I was like, I really miss this. <laughs> I miss this so much, and um, it just made me feel so much better. Mm. Yeah, it was amazing. Just doing a spectrum of foods, not cutting out whole food groups. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important and adding things in. But, you know, this whole um, food demonization, it's more about what's come in since industrialization, really. Mm. It's the man science process. You know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, not everything in nature is harmless. But, you know, when it comes to basic food, it's usually what our bodies thrive on, particularly once you're post 40. And the interesting thing that I found with your story too was um, that you were saying 
that you think you're in perimenopause now mm. and um, that you would not have been aware of that if you hadn't been working with Men Oh Me. So I have two questions there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What makes you feel <coughs> that you are, that you have reached perimenopause? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's not two questions because obviously you get an awareness just by doing the work that you do. So, yeah. yeah. So I guess I've been working with Men Oh Me since 2018. So what's that, five years? 36, I was 36. I was pregnant with Zoe. I remember. I was like nowhere near Perry and I I was like, oh, this is so interesting and (laughs) learning all this stuff. And then obviously the longer we've gone on and we're, you know, educating on the symptoms, it's it's just so plain as day to me. But it's probably because I'm – I just – and I hear girlfriends, family, anyone talking to me and I'm like, yeah – well, you might be in perimenopause and nobody wants to hear it. No, they They're don't. all in a bit of denial. Mm. And yeah, I know I'm only 41 and I don't have all the symptoms at all, but there's definitely a couple that just keep consistently coming up. And, that's and what are they? my cycle's getting longer. Yeah. It's probably a good two months at the moment, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's what okay. we talk about here. It we is talk what we about talk about vaginas and sex yeah, and that's everything. True. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, anxiety, I've always had a bit of anxiety, but some some things just really set it off a lot more now. Okay, yeah. Which has been interesting. And mm. that's just finding different ways to cope with anxiety. It's almost like a global thing, isn't it? Um, and what else? It was mainly just a couple of those that I was like, surely if I'd been taking this medication and everything was back, to, which it is all back to baseline, I should be back to normal, but I'm not. So for me, that's something that's just recognising that um, little things can start creeping in. And I think if I wasn't aware of it, I wouldn't be noticing it. But because I'm aware of it, I'm registering that this is the stage of life that I'm in. And that everything else did start happening as soon as I turned 40. And other people that just talk to me about their symptoms, I'm because I've been educated on it now, I'm like, that's probably what it is. You're having a dizzy spell and maybe that's just what that is. And that's okay. We're Amazing. Just kind of, yeah. That's so common. And certainly I, you know, I didn't connect the dots. Um, but, you know, I wasn't educated at that time either. Mm. So I think it's great <clears throat> that you're getting educated or have been educated so early on yeah I feel very lucky to be honest do you yeah I do I think I felt way more prepared for this life stage and I am so grateful even for doing this podcast because I feel like it's educating women who get to listen to something on their own time doing something that they're doing for themselves as well as upskilling and learning Mm. important information that we're not really you learn about puberty but yes. we don't learn about the end of it yeah we really don't and That's it's so, so important mm. yeah and you also get the big file of information when you're pregnant right oh yeah yep what to expect what's going to happen the fourth tri- like fourth trimester <laughs> we need a we need a name <laughs> yeah yeah but it's amazing so with your awareness now, so what have you put in place? Yeah, um, so obviously diet is a big one for me. I've, I, I, you know, everyone slips now and again. I'm, I'm trying not to berate myself on, you know, certain things, but I really try to eat more of a 
whole food diet. So, you know, when I might want to reach for something that's processed, I'm like, wait, 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 stop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe grab an apple with some almond butter. Um, you know, that kind of thing, or just make sure if I've baked something and I know what's in it or, you know, uh, I make sure I have a smoothie packed with lots of different things, uh, in the morning and I take supplements that, um, are more whole food based. So now I have like a whole food vitamin C every day just to support my adrenals and, you know, all that type of stuff. Cause I was very much probably like way at the end of the scale, Magnesium's been a huge one for me. Yeah, it's beautiful. Taking magnesium, it's been a bit of a game changer. Oh yeah, that because I was finding that I was starting to wake in the middle of the night, and right. I'd be mm. wide awake for mm. a while. That was a really annoying. Um, since I upped my magnesium, that's really stopped. Mm. Um, that's really great. Yeah, I've started mm. taking forty plus, mm-hmm. and I take a probiotic for my gut health, mm-hmm. which I was kind of. Uh, not doing anything like that, but I had a, and it's funny, I, I just <laughs> sneak peeked on our tiles for next month and I was like bloating. <laughs> I, was like, I was so there for a while and I've gone gluten free and just like all these gut things started happening to me and mm. I was like, Surely this can't all be hypothyroidism. Surely not. No, no. Um, yeah, that can certainly be linked to a lot of like gut things and also you become you develop more food sensitivities yeah that's something I've noticed amazing we talked about that didn't Mm. we because I find sometimes depending what I've put in a smoothie or a food I can have a sore stomach for like two to three hours afterwards Mm. Mm. so for me that's like all right better cut whatever you put into that out (laughs) and there is um with the gluten thing too, like Dr. Sarah Gottfried, who's a US hormone specialist, she recommends every woman at this life stage gets rid of all gluten because there's a link between the gluten and the estrogen and not oh, a wow. good one. Mm. Yeah, it's quite amazing. And also with the thyroid, um, that thrives on progesterone and as progesterone Starts dropping. Is the first thing to go around 35. That is possibly why so many people are entering perimenopause with thyroid issues, mm. if not hypoactive thyroid, like you've you've um, experienced. Of course, some people get overactive thyroid, but that's not as common no. in this lifestyle. It's more the hypoactive thyroid. And there's actually been a term now um, called thyropause. It's amazing. So that's linking that, that issue. Together. It's just like, I feel like six months late, seven months later, it's like all the jigsaw pieces are starting to come together. And I just amazing. didn't have any idea pre at all. Such yeah. a such an experience, isn't it? I'm just trying to be nicer to myself. I was not, and I thought I was, but I was not nice to myself. I was not nice to my body. My thought processes weren't nice. I'm still trying to adjust some some of that sometimes with... I really went hard on that one month that I just stopped with meditation. Couldn't do yoga to start with because I was really tired. I really struggled. Um, Yoga, but I'm back into my yoga. Um, You know, great affirmations, like just keep repeating certain things to yourself all the time. And now I just do gentle movement. There's nothing that's like, I know some people thrive on hardcore and I kind of was, but it doesn't, 
didn't do myself any favours. No, I yeah, I'm like that too. Yeah, go and for the walk. Yeah. You don't need to run it. You mm. might want to get it done for, I don't know, but yeah, just yeah. walk. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I used to be a runner. Um, I wouldn't do it now because it can set off that stress response. It's a fight or flight. And you just, you can, if that's <clears throat> what happens with you, you can really feel that too. Yeah, yeah. Hey. That's the other thing. I don't have coffee on an empty stomach anymore either. <laughs> that used to send me. Very yeah. sensible. I actually... <laughs> Well, if you've listened to the podcast about caffeine, I've got some of my own story in there. And it's amazing because when I was in the intensive care part of Perry, I had to let it go completely. Then I brought it back in. But there are still times, if I have it, that it will send me off the wall. And then I was just saying before, like, because I've been having trouble sleeping for 15 months mm. and that really impacts your um, productivity yeah. and how you function in the world. And so many women in our community go through the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'd brought back in coffee. Uh, it's kind of a winter thing with me and a writing thing with me. If I'm writing something, I feel like, I need that, and I have decaffeinated, okay? But the lack of sleep was driving me crazy. So two days ago, I stopped that, even the decaffeinated, right? Last night, I did not wake up with anxiety, mm-hmm. and I slept through to 5.15, which is a big improvement. Wow. Um, so There's still something in there. Yeah. Even if they say, there probably is trace yeah. Trace bits of caffeine. Mm. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, I thought so. So, And certainly it's very individual, like mm. all of this journey is. That's right. Um, but clearly I'm highly sensitive to it. Yeah, mm. so no more hot no. chocolates from here on out. <laughs> no, yeah. I know, it's funny. So if you were talking to another woman, well, you know, in your age group, <laughs> young children, or any age group really, Mm. what would you say to them if the conversation came up around your journey? Mm, What would I say to them? I do feel like the biggest takeaway for me was to try and stop and listen to your body because it's obviously trying to talk to you. And that's what symptoms are. Yeah, and I didn't realise what my symptoms were because I was depriving my body of things it actually needed to function on a, I don't know, on a proper scale, I guess. And I I don't want anyone to have to go through what I went through. That was the worst month I've ever experienced. Um, and, you know, I've had babies and you've had to get up all through the night and you carry on and it's just every woman that's had young children and babies knows that that sleep deprivation of constantly having to make it through the day or they're sick you're sick you just keep going and I think we've just got to be kinder to ourselves and that involves nourishing food love for our bodies everything that they've been doing for us and just really taking care of ourselves especially through this next phase because it could be a rough ride. You don't know what you're in for. Yeah. You just don't. No, you don't. And certainly for some people, it can be a mm. rough ride. Yeah. Um, some women sail through it. And I mm. mean, please let me sail through it. 
<laughs> well, hopefully you will with knowledge and knowledge. Yeah, with us and with forty plus and yeah and things like that. I mean, part of it, half of it, I think, is knowledge, is power. Yes, you know, um, yeah. because that first part of it for me was hell on earth but I didn't know what was happening and there are very similar stories out there to mine as well so awareness is key and knowledge is power so which is why it's so fabulous that you will share your story you know yeah. which we are very grateful for yeah thanks and so. we appreciate you coming in to share it with everyone everybody today. oh my goodness yeah, yeah no and I think, I just want to say one other thing, I think just doing, I'm just thinking about how I used to do yoga versus how I do yoga now. Oh, so what's the difference? The difference is I used to just do it because I thought that that's what I should be doing. Ah. Now I do it because I know that it's putting me into a parasympathetic state, mm. which is making me more relaxed and more comfortable and I'm getting all those nourishing deep breaths and oxygen around my body and I think there's a real mental shift and yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would have got there if I hadn't gone through it. I went through, but if you can actively make that mental switch for yourself, try to do it. I think that's amazing. Like, there's a reason yoga has been around for thousands and thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. And it incorporates so much. It incorporates the resistance, you know, to help with your bone strength. Yes, and and you know the way it. It's propensity to break or, or bend as well. But there's also the breath work in there, which is like, I find that. She makes you feel amazing, like, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. But you know, the one thing too, um, well, it's not the one thing, one of the things about yoga is that people tend to, when they are a yogi uh, practitioner, someone who practices it regularly, they tend to, look more youthful mm. and more serene. Mm. So it's got to be part of that whole uh, parasympathetic, yeah. you know, rest and digest, taking time out. You know, we, we have to go back to ancient wisdom. We do. Modern science is wonderful. Yes. But ancient wisdom, yeah. there's a lot to it. Yeah. Put mm. it in your perimenopause toolbox. Yeah, that's what we need. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because we're all about perimenopause toolkit. Yeah. So, thank you, Holly, for coming in. Thanks, Gina. And we have loved having you, and we really hope it has helped one of you. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to get in touch. All the contact details will be in the show notes. Thanks so much. See you.